Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. going well. Uh, I had a, a fantastic weekend. Um, I took some time off from work. Yeah. And uh, after much needed time, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Sounds so like much you've been working like crazy. I, I, I have been. And then, so I took the time off and uh, I, uh, I ended up with cellulitis in my right eye. Oh, yeah. Ouch. So I remember um, you talking about that with your with your hello, we're back. Yeah. Yeah. And we're it was it got So you had that there too? Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. It okay. lasted it got worse and it got it lasted for I don't know, probably about a week. It, oh my god, yeah. you went through that for a whole week. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um and, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, it was a little scary because, I mean, obviously, you know, cellulitis is nothing to mess around with. Well, and you were had an eye you couldn't see through, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, despite that, decided to continue to, to, to still go to New York. So, um, Hopefully, my, you didn't drive. I did. I you did. drove to New York. I drove with to New York. With one eye closed. With one eye closed, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So much for self-care. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, my sister and I drove to New York, and um, we met my my aunt and cousins there. My aunt was having a um, uh, like a, a, a high school reunion. Oh, okay. Was yeah. it like in the city or? So it's, in, it's not, I guess technically, we always used to call it upstate New York, up by Buffalo, East Aurora. Oh, so you're not in New York City. You're no. you're way up, up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's where my family's from. My family is from that, that area. That would be like, like northern New York. Yeah. State. Not yep. sent upper, right? No. Like upper would be like Albany ish area. Right? Um I I think I don't even know. Upstate <laughs> when I when I when we were talking like as a kid, if I were talking about upstate New York, yep. it would have been like Albany ish area. But we went through Albany. Yeah. So Albany is lower than I. I yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you were way up at the top, right? And so I always thought it was because my father always said, you know, oh, I'm from upstate New York, you know, Buffalo area. And I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, so whatever. Yeah. Um. So we went, uh, and it, I mean, the drive is like a nine and a half hour drive, you know, to get there. Oh my and gosh! It was it was actually a lot of fun with I, one eye. With one eye. Road trips with my sister, though, are are just they, they've we've done them quite a few of them, and they are a blast always. Okay. So, um, you know, we went through like on the way up, we we uh, we hit the this town called Waterloo, 
And so, you know, in my mind, because my mind is a musical mind, I'm like, oh, the song. So, like, I played the song and then we... Oh, water. Yeah. Right. Waterloo. <laughs> da, da. Yeah. Okay. All right. You All know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we hit a town called Leroy on the way up. So bad, bad Leroy bad Brown. Leroy you know. Brown. Yeah. Okay. So, so you were finding songs when you would pass a town that reminded you of a song. Right. Name. Absolutely. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. So we had we had a lot of fun going up. We you know talking and and uh, just you know just just enjoying each other's company. And uh, we got there really late at night. And uh, you know we, we went to bed and, and whatnot. And the next morning, the 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 family as a whole, you know, we got together. We had breakfast. Was it like a reunion? Or? So my aunt went for her high school reunion. We had before the pandemic started, or actually just as the pandemic started, my aunt and I, or my cousin and I, and 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 a couple of other people were going. We're planning a trip to go to East Aurora to look at the family homestead to visit. Oh, all of these that's where places. your family's from. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Awesome. Okay. Now I'm I'm getting it on. You're now. making sense. Yeah. Now, yeah. Okay. Right. So, so you know, your mom's or dad's? My or? father's side of the your family. Fa- that's right. Because you said your father would say he was from Buffalo. Yeah, okay. From All Buffalo. right. All right. So you know, we decided that you know now that traveling and everything is kind of back to normal. Or you yeah, know, why not do we, it? We, we could do this. So you know, uh, my aunt, my her two her two daughters, my two cousins, and you know myself and my sister went there, and and uh, we're just you know we started out just driving around because my aunt is the youngest one of the of of the children so yeah. she's the baby so the baby, yeah. she doesn't necessarily remember exactly where everything is okay which Did is, she so was were there multiple places or? yeah yeah so okay. we ended up doing it in reverse order which okay. was kind of funny so my my grandparents ended up in town east aurora we found we found that house fairly easily because that's the one that she remembered the best. Okay. And, um, you know, we're we're all standing outside this little house and East Aurora, like throughout the entire trip, East Aurora struck me for two reasons. One, they're very like historically centered, you know, like the people there have this sense of history that and there's yeah. no reason for it. Like, I mean, there's there's nothing so it's not like it was a like the Alamo or something right. like it was a historical place. Right. They've and, made it. Yeah. They've made the history of this place a priority. Or, right. Or, and yeah. and it's just it's this mindset, which I think is very interesting. That you is know? super interesting. Yeah. Um, I wonder. Yeah, that's that'd be interesting to find out more about. And yeah. And I, you know, and then everybody was just so helpful and wonderful. I mean, they were just so, so nice. They didn't have to be. They were just, you know. They'd go out of your their way as we were trying to look for because we had a hard time. Well, at that point in New York, you're almost at Canadian. Right. (laughs) I'll say that again. At that point in New York, you're almost in Canada. Right. So you're talking Canadian friendliness. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're standing outside this house and my aunt's, you know, telling us about where the house was and, and, you know, how this was situated back when she was a kid and all of this stuff. The last one they lived in. Right. The last one they lived in. And... These people who own the house came out and were like, hey, you know, did you guys used to live here? That was their first question. Not like, what the fuck are you doing in our yard? Oh, you my know? God. Really? <laughs> yeah. They just assumed, hey, these weirdos standing out on the curb, staring at my house. They must have lived here. Let's go Pretty talk much. to them. Um, apparently, this I'd be calling the police. Right? I'd be like, oh, there's a mob gathering outside <laughs> of my home of white haired people. No, right. just kidding. <laughs> 
but um yeah and 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 he was like the 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 guy was like he's like yeah we don't usually get those you know those types of visitors until like mid to late august so like this is a normal thing for them apparently okay so they were talking to us they invited us in um to see the house and and they were asking my aunts all kinds of questions about like what it looked like when she was there, you know, and they'd been there for like 35 years. Wow. So, okay. so they'd had the house for a while. So they'd done some, you know, some changes, some, some remodeling hope, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they were, you know, they were talking about that and the woman like disappeared for a little bit and came back with a list of every single person who'd owned the house. This is what I'm saying. Oh like, my this, like, God. Like this is the kind of thought Like pattern. the history of the house yeah. this woman's gone through. Yeah. We weren't really sure exactly when, but we, they were able to tell us when my grandparents owned the house. Wow. Um, okay. Yep. So they were able to teach you. Right. It, it was, it was a, you know, very That's mutual incredible. experience. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there were questions like, did you have problems with the, 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 the crick flooding? Because there's a crick, a, a crick. This is, this is a, you're right. Crick. There's a crick in the I back. know. You just had like an accent <laughs> there too. Do they, do they become like Oklahoma? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think crick and I think Oklahoma, but that is exactly the word they used was a crick. So one of the places where I grew up, it was a creek. Uh-huh. And then the other place, it was a crick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was I, like a New Jersey-ish type thing yeah 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 so so up in the yeah yeah Yeah, crick yeah no i've heard that i've heard that yeah it was funny because i'd never heard anybody except for like my aunt from texas say something like that you know and she probably got it from up there probably yeah probably yeah the only place i've ever heard of it was like i said like new jersey ish area so it makes sense new york new jersey yeah so you know my grandparents had owned the place from 1950 to 1967 nice that was cool you know then to see like the places and then they were telling us how you know the the places in the house and then also to tell us you know what they'd done to the house like when they first moved in they carpeted all of the hardwood floors and they were like we were young and dumb now oh yeah because that would have been you they were there for 35 years that would have been the the 80s right right late 80s early 90s yeah okay when everything was carpeted right that's everybody was carpeting then yeah right so then they, they, they then they had to then they said you know told us how much of a pain in the butt it was to like remove all the carpeting oh because they know. went back to hardwood uh, right yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, there were these slats in the dining room that were were it was like a, a chair rail and then the slats coming down these yeah. wooden slats when they first remodeled they had taken those out and the guy for some reason i guess had kept them yeah. So for 15 years out of that 35, before they did the second remodel, he had had them in the garage. And she said, uh, when they were remodeling, she was like, oh, I wish that we would have had kept those, you know, yeah. the original slats. He's like, oh, they're out back, you know. So oh, nice. Yeah. So they've come and gone. Yeah. 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 So it was it was very cool. Um, it was it was emotional because like there were moments where like I was sitting there going. Oh my gosh, you know, this is like my father stood here because this was like the last place my father lived before he went to uh, into the service. That was cool. We spent like almost an hour there just, you know, talking and we they exchanged addresses because they wanted pictures of the house like from when it was when they lived in it because they've been collecting these pictures. Yeah, it was very, very cool. And then we drove out of town to this place called the Old Orchard Inn, which okay. is on the outskirts of town. It is very, I guess it's incredibly well known for that area. Is it like a bed and breakfast well, or it, a hotel? It, it's or? called the Inn, but I there was no 
in there that you know and as far as i knew oh, there was so never maybe it's an like inn. a historical name uh, oh they never it, oh, okay. yeah it was huh. so they had what they called the tea room which was this restaurant that opened in like 1931 yeah and um they ran a farm and after my grandparents moved from the homestead they ended up at this inn yeah. or that this this farm and my grandmother cooked and my grandfather and father worked the farm okay and then my aunts served dishes all of that stuff yeah that's that was very common back yeah. then yeah like a working family right in order to get to the tea room you have uh, like this long driveway yeah and at the end of the long driveway by the road there was this fairly large nice house and apparently that's where my my family lived five six years anyway okay so both of these places so far are pretty transitional right and uh you know my my aunt was telling me how her and the next oldest sister there were these uh columns at the end of the driveway and they're still yeah. there they're, they're made out of stone like stonework and they've field got, stone uh, yeah, yeah 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 those are very common apparently sunday night at the tea room yeah. was chicken dinner, and it was like a big deal. Okay, and people would be lined up to go in yeah. and do this thing. Nice. And my my two youngest aunts apparently stood on either one of the columns and would like make faces and like pretend Aww. to be statues and yeah, stuff like that. That's so funny. That was I bet that was fun. It was, and it was just and such fun a, to watch, right? And just it was such a cool like little snippet of information, you know, like yeah. a glimpse into their lives. But we got there, they weren't open the the barn was is still standing in the middle of the property but now it's like a <laughs> now it's a, a parking lot all the way around the barn oh okay um and then the the tea room itself which is also all field stone uh we went up you know just to see when they were open and and whatnot and uh there were some people cleaning and getting ready for a uh, an event and they're like oh yeah come on in take a look blah 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 you yeah know? yeah they were just really really nice about the whole thing so we like we went out and we went through another it. Group of people like, that are like, eh, hey, just come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. You're you know? strangers, I, yeah. right? And my my aunt's like, oh, I used to work here. My family used to work here. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what year? What year? Right? You know, it's like, oh yeah, you know. I live in a hundred and twenty year old home. Yeah, my house has been around for a hundred and twenty years. If people came to my door and were like, we used to live here. I think I would be like, okay, you can take pictures from the outside <laughs> right? if you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's so cool that these people were were so trusting and so welcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and totally. Like, I I didn't think it was ever. You know, I didn't think yeah. it was really. A, Sounds like Canada. It you yeah. know it really does. So then we we f we knew the road that the homestead was on. Yeah. But we didn't know where on that road the homestead was on. Okay. And the road actually had three parts oh. to it. It went, and we only knew of two. Like, what do you mean the road had three parts? So it was intersected, and it was intersected. Yeah. And then the second intersection, there was a another. It was like, like a curve. A, yeah, it was a yeah. curve. So like it was like out and around. Yeah. So we didn't know it kept yeah. going. Okay, I get you. Yeah, right. Uh, my aunt had to go to her actual like her dinner and so on and so forth for the reunion. for the reunion. So her and her cousins and my cousins left, and my sister and I said, well. We, we like to do this sort of thing. So we're just going to kind of stick around and, and, yeah. and really look at things. Explore. We did finally find the third the third portion of road. Okay. Which is where the house, the homestead ended up being. Oh, of course. Right. On the, the tucked away part. Right. Yeah. So we went down this road. And the only thing that my aunt could really remember 
was that she went sledding down the road, like she'd go out the out the door, yeah. and then she'd sled down to the left. Yeah. I'm thinking this is going to be a small hill, right? This is not yeah. a small yeah, hill. Yeah, you said she was a baby there. Right, for yep. the most part. No, the, the the hill is like a 45, 50 degree. I mean, it's it's a, it's it's a huge hill. Wow. Like and a mile long. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! So like it's, it's a really a, long. Hill. It's a really long hill. Wow, a mile long. A Holy mile long. Crap. Yeah, that's a that is a hill. That's it, a mountainside. It, I mean, pretty a, much. Yeah. Pretty much, and it goes right into into Holland Town, um, where that is. We did find it. it. It took some. It took some doing. Pictures that I had seen of it before were no, it was nothing like that now okay because when my aunt had been there like 15 20 years ago there was still like the 80 year old oak trees right. and right. well now it's it, and it was the house but there was nothing else now it's the house and they put in like a a, a barn type garage and so you pull up on this house it looks like a a house that's been updated right completely yeah. Entirely. yeah you know we weren't really positive at that moment but with all of our other experiences we thought we'd ask i was i was getting out ready to ask so oh we yeah were... of course i'm surprised they didn't come out with tea and toast <laughs> right i mean based on the story so far by the time we got to the third place they should have a meal ready for exactly you. We pulled in the there was a little dog on the porch. The main door was open and there was like a glass screen type door. Yeah. Um, so I saw that. And I was like, oh, cool. OK, you know, so I'm just going to go up and knock on yeah, the door. Somebody's home. Right. So I pull in. I talk to my sister for a second. And when I get out, I realize that the door has been closed. Oh, my God. So we don't want what you're selling. <laughs> right. Yeah. They probably thought you were like Jehovah Witnesses or right. something for Maine. And oh, shit. <laughs> Yes, Jehovah Witnesses. Um, but again, this is not East Aurora now. This is Holland. Oh, okay. So, so you're no longer in the the beauty of what is East Aurora. Apparently, technically, you know that. And the thing. friendliness. Right. Okay. We got to see it. And I got to step on, on the land because I did get out of the car, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, this thing. The farm your dad worked. The farm my dad worked, uh, which was cool. It was just, a, it's very cool. Um, was it still open and kind it, of vast? It or? is, yeah. It's um, there's, I mean, not as vast as it was by any stretch. Uh, it's a lot of it's been reclaimed by the forest, but there is a field to the left hand side through the woods that you can see. So I'd have to have one of my aunts there to tell me, but we think that that was one of the fields from ours. So well, that, that was, sounds awesome. It was really cool. And then you know, the next day, you know, we were getting ready to leave and. You know, we found out that we were like, or we figured out they were only like half a mile from Niagara Falls. Half a mile? I mean, half an hour. I'm sorry. Half oh, an half hour. Half an hour. Okay. Half an hour yeah, from Niagara hour. Falls. We couldn't have come all that way for, you Yeah, know. half an hour. Jeez. Right. That's that's not even a, a trip to dinner. Like, exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. So my aunts and my aunt and my cousins and I, you know, we, we all went up to Niagara Falls. We were a little stretched for time, so... We couldn't do like the Maid of the Mist or any of the those types of things, but we were able to walk into the park and and walk along the falls, and they've got beautiful yeah. scenic overlooks, and it is gorgeous. I mean, it is really, really, really beautiful. Nice. Um, and and I, the the first set of falls are are nice, but from where you're standing, they don't look all that impressive. Yeah. But when you go over to the second set of falls, the Horseshoe Falls, which are the bigger falls, those are impressive no matter where you stand. They're just... it's And that's even in a drier season. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, because you're not there like in the spring. You know, you're you're there midsummerish. I mean, that's right. Exactly. And yeah. they were. I mean, the, the 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 river is huge. You know. So I mean, it's it's. I've never it's, been. It's I've always wanted to go, and it's not. It's not so far away that I couldn't go, but right. I just—it's never been a priority, or it's never been one of those things where there's enough money because it's a very expensive place to visit. It is. It is um, an expensive place to visit. But yeah, I would. I. I definitely want to see it. It. I. I definitely recommend it. Well, good. I'm glad you went home. Right. You know, or your ancestral home. And yeah. It sounds like you had. I. I don't. I don't understand how you could have had. A better experience. I, I there mean, really I... wasn't. So Today we have a guest, Kathy Drage. She's an animal communicator, and she's going to be teaching us all about it. But first, I want to give her a chance to kind of introduce herself, tell us, you know, how we can get in touch, a little bit about, you know, how long you've done this, that kind of thing. Well, hi, Jason and Ed. It's very nice to be here, and I'm so glad to be invited. <laughs> when people see me talk publicly, I'll always say I'm basically a very shy person, but most people wouldn't know that because <laughs> what I talk about is this topic, and I can talk for such a long time because it's my heart. Yeah. The communication with animals and nature are my heart, and how long I've been doing this publicly is pretty much, I want to say, 20, 20-ish years. It came about in a way that um, I wasn't expecting it, but when I, I was reintroduced to it, when I was a child, I was doing that as well, and we all do that. I believe it's our original language. So certain things happened to me in my late 30s that woke this all up again, and I took different um, spiritual classes, journeys, and I was in awe of how quickly it was all coming to me. And then I realized that I was doing that when I was a child, and that's why it was so quick. Yeah. But I... Um, it's like you're remembering remembering absolutely yeah. and um it comes from my heart like i said and it was because this beautiful orange maine coon cat came into my life and i met him on an elevator he rode up <laughs> to the third floor with me and it was just history after that he saved my life wow and what was um, his name clem clem, clem. Yeah. and that's a interesting little story itself i named him clementine because he was orange and it yeah. was january right but he showed me that it was it no was clementine right. in a little while so clement came to be um and when he passed away we'd been through so much together i asked him what could i do to honor his life and he he said he wanted his life not to go in vain and to for me to go out there and what we learned together and one by one, one heart at a time, sometimes it is public speaking, but sometimes it is just one-on-one -on -one to um, help communication, yeah. find the middle spot where the human animal and the other animal animal can meet in the middle, whether it's, you know, a medical or a behavioral or they've passed, just to find uh, yeah. a place to empower each and bring peace in each. So I do um, 
house calls. Well, now since the pandemic, lots of Zoom calls. Yeah, I bet. Zoom I bet. and phone and always. And um, you said information. So I used to have yeah, a website. Yeah, how do people get in touch yeah. with you? Yeah. I, used to ha- I used to have a website and um, that went out in the ethers. And because I'm not very strong <laughs> at that, I left it there. So I have a Facebook page and it's called Earth Talk that has my information. And also um, my email is... K-D-R-A-G-E, the number four, animals at gmail.com. And then my phone number, 207-462-2360. Perfect. And we will put that in the show notes. Yeah. All right. One of the places I'd like to start, if we could, is just kind of how did you find it? I know you you had your cat, right? Yes. And and he didn't like the name Clementine. He liked the name Clem. Well, he was fine <laughs> with the name. Actually, he just okay. told me that I was under the. Um, he wasn't illusion. as sweet and innocent as. Uh, <laughs> well, and he was the, uh, the illusion that he was feminine. Yeah, There's nothing yeah, feminine about him. He was, <laughs> right. all, he was a um, 19 pound orange Maine Coon cat. Just oh a big my guy, gosh. and he leggy and. It's bigger than my dog. He's he's big. He was yeah, and he, we used to live. Um, in a place where there were a lot of locals walking around in Hollowell too. And a lot of times people would mistake him for a dog or he was just very leggy, very tall. Oh my God. Would you take him out on a leash? No. So how I got there to be the humble student that I am. This yeah. is the story. So I did attempt that. And there are many things that um, I was humbled into this and um since we stumble into this i was humbled into this as well so um when clem i realized one day where where we were going on an elevator i was visiting a lady and um he just walked into the elevator and i thought that was fascinating and went right up went to the third floor he got out went to right to her door so and she said to me do you need a cat and and i hadn't had any animals in my life believe it or not you guys know me there were no animals in my life for a long time it was very strange right yeah (laughs) it's just so um i went in there and she was feeding stray cats that were around there and i said oh i don't know i can't believe it now (laughs) right right. me but i said i don't know and so I was at work. I held counsel with my coworkers. <laughs> what do I do? How do I do this? Because I was such a gypsy. Would go on the road on road trips just um, by myself for the long, you know, long trips, and not have anybody to be concerned about, and yeah. just would go. So I was riding cats one day. That, right? Well, cancer. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Well, no, this is a whole different teacher here. Okay. <laughs> um, so I um, was. Uh, it was it was several days, and I was riding home from a movie, and all of a sudden I had this feeling, I need to have this cat walk into my to be in my life. I just felt the feeling wash right over me, and with my time with him over the next few years, there were certain times where that feeling that would just wash over me, and. I had to wait because this was like 10 o'clock at night. There was an older lady. So I waited till the next morning. I think I got her out of bed. So I went in there, scooped him up and brought him so over. So you were ready. You were I was ready. You ready. Were and there yeah. was something so much about it. And this is so much was going on in my life at that time. And so there's so many symptoms happened. I had something physical. Um, I had a, um, well, I'm just going to say it. There was a tumor 
in yeah. the in on my pituitary gland, but I didn't know it at the time. I had certain symptoms mm-hmm. that I was just ignoring. And <laughs> one day that um, Clem was lounging on the kitchen table as one does. Yeah. Right. You know? And he because he had been most obviously hit by a car um, before and so a oh. lot of times I would have him he would get chiropractic care, have a holistic vet and all these oh, things. Yeah. But he would need help. And then I was calling the vet again for him and I heard clear as anything in my mind, call the doctor for yourself. And when uh-huh. I did I did and they told me, well, oh, this might not be something that's going on, but let's get an MRI and that kind of thing. So I ended up getting an MRI and there you have it. So it wasn't in a dangerous point yet, but enough to cause mm. symptoms. So, but I'm always fascinated how this whole thing opened up for me, the animal communication, interspecies communication, something was growing on my third eye. Right. And not, exactly. It, yeah. it was just very interesting. So the doctors recommended a medication right away and it took them a long time to talk me into it because <laughs> I was at a place where, and I don't, I'm not saying that was correct, but it did send me on my journey of finding things of what we call alternative health. I went and went to crystal bowl meditation. Um, I took shamanic journeying and that's the part that was amazed me so yeah. much when it, everything came so easily and um, when I was taking this, going to the shamanic journey in circle, um, the teachers stopped showing up. But so, <laughs> but it was very fortunate because one day we were waiting for it, and then once again, this lovely Miss Brenda Colfer yes. um, was um, there, and I started talking to her about how I was feeling. I was feeling different, strong emotions, and I knew it wasn't me mm-hmm. that I felt. Sometimes there would be angst. Sometimes there would be um, excitement. There would be just different things. Or sometimes part of my body wouldn't feel well for a few seconds and, and, and things like that. And then she said to me, because she's so intuitive, and she said, Kathy, it's the animals. And it just resonated so quickly with wow. me. And yeah. I knew it. And it was just no going back because it made sense. So... When, and then I started taking the medication like they asked. They were very happy because I believe that it starts with emotions. There's a source, and yeah. if I don't take care of that, it might not the treatment do anything as successful as well. Right. Yeah. So that's how that went, and it really just woke up that whole world. I was um, bartending at night, and I switched that to animal communication. Awesome. You know, and I call it animal <laughs> communication because that's what most people understand. Yeah. You know, but it's. It's it's so many different communications. Some and would so, say bartending is animal communication, it, right? Um, it prepared me. Yeah, right. it yeah. certainly prepared me <laughs> on how to do this. And um, so when Clem passed away, um, so when he, I asked him what I could do because we'd been on such a journey. I even went to an introduction to animal communication class. And this wonderful instructor, she told me, what are you doing here? Just the class. But it's good to go out there and figure out. And when I decided to do this publicly, which since 
I say that it's our original language, I believe that it is, there's a whole different set of ethics that go with doing this publicly. You don't randomly start telling somebody what their dog needs. And right. Because it's a, such a responsibility of you can make things worse. Right. And it's just like don't touch the wet paint or just pushing politics and religion on people. You're going to get the opposite right. effect right. more than likely. And I and want people to are be, so emotional about their animals. They are. I they mean, are. I you know, you can take somebody and treat them rudely all day long and you say one bad thing to their dog oh, and gosh, it's an issue, yeah. you know? Exactly, it's, exactly. People are definitely... And there's so many different levels and I decided then that I wanted to be effective. So I always am mindful of my language and how to find, meet the person that's... The, the animals are the easy part. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> they really, the really are. The hard part. So yeah. it is, how will they hear me? So it, it, I want to be right down the middle as possible of being approachable for any type of household. That I can go there and be effective. Right. Be effective. So that puts you on the middle ground of a lot of things yeah you don't want to be too out there too right. out there absolutely or, because we're here in the real world in our human body right. and we're just there but it's so how much, like translation is there involved in that i mean like that's kind of what i'm hearing yes. at this point okay there is because first it's well, this is where the bartending came in right, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> finding the human language too and, and other things as well and seeing the best it's what's there and and sometimes in the in animal world show me or tell me things and telling me but not to tell the human depends right. on which uh, yeah. household i'm in and how many people are involved in this too so because it can make matters worse and i they know the animals that they are the boss they're in charge yeah. so sometimes you walk away looking foolish but it's okay because that's not wasn't meant to be said or you really try to find ways navigate yeah. your way through yeah. that that makes sense i mean you need to say things in a way that people can hear them exactly yeah. yeah and that's the only way that it will be effective and it's so important that the person that's there feels heard recognized and the animals see them at their best. They see their true core. It doesn't mean their relationships are always lovely. Right. <laughs> and sometimes A lot of very dysfunctional exactly, relationships. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. it's complicated. Like one person in the family is devoted and the other one is not on many different levels. Yeah. How do we do it? And understanding my place in that. And I'm a very emotional person. So how do I get my ego out of this yeah. and do the best Thing. And that's part of doing this publicly as well. Yeah. And I practice, practice, practice. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling T H R O U 2. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.